We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We are discussing Saturday's DraftKings slate, six-game slate, much different than two weeks ago's three games, but we're sponsored by SoRare. Are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and of actual utility? Try SoRare, their largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards of soccer players from over 180 clubs on SoRare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com. I am Adam Zdroik, soccer editor at Roto-Wire, joined by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belangi. And so this slate, there's six games. Three teams have new managers. So in addition to, you know, all the regular, you know, lineup questions, now we have to deal with new managers. But the other thing is, uh, I guess, I guess the odds are updated here. But last I saw the uh, implied goal, to- goal total for all these games is three or less. So it's kind of, you know, Manchester United, the biggest favorite here, Jordan, but you know, you can kind of go with anyone really. I think this is one of the most wide open slates that we've had this season. I mean, being that it's a large slate for what we normally get on Saturday, six games, uh, Manchester United are the biggest favorite minus two twenty or so, uh, but not like prohibitively, uh, a higher favorite. I mean, their clean sheet odds are 38%, but I mean, Southampton is 31. Aston Villa is 31. Newcastle 27. I mean, there's no like standout, like how much man United can you jam in? And then in the, like the rest of the games are, are fairly pick them. I mean, like Southampton is the next biggest favorite, but it's not like they're, they're humongously favored over Norwich city. Uh, so like it's kind of up for grabs. I mean, I think that the player pool, that you could have on this slate for both cash and GPP is, is much wider. I think we'll see in, in, in DraftKings double ups uh, probably depending on how obviously the, the starting 11s come in. Uh, we'll see more of like four V fours possible five V fives, maybe, you know, in, in cash games, there's different construction types. There's no like one, like you got to play this type. And then and GPPs is just, I mean, if you if you wanted to play twenty lineups in GPPs, fifty lineups in GPPs, uh, you could go, you could go, you could go anywhere. So, Ryan, do you, we let let's get to. I think 
the the most important. It's I don't want to say he's the most important player on the slate because I'm not sure if he is, but for cash games, especially Ronaldo or no Ronaldo at 8700, and on a six game slate with a lot of pick'em games, and we do have. I mean that it's fairly soft pricing in general. We do have options at tons of different price points at each position. Cristiano Ronaldo is not the same Cristiano Ronaldo at Man United as he was at Juventus or at Real Madrid. Like, it's not like he's taking eight, nine shots a game. He he has become a classic DraftKings goal-dependent forward. He has the, the highest anytime goal-scoring odds at minus 105, minus 145, which is not like which is what, 50, 59% or so. Uh, it's not like Man United have like a three and a half total or anything. Uh, do you find that it's a necessity to play him in the forward spot in cash games? I have to, yeah, I have to assume that he's going to be the highest owned forward play in GPP. But like, I think that if his shot volume is not high enough that even if he scores one goal, Maybe he's sitting there with 15 or 16 points. And I think I could get 10 to 12 from other players that without a goal or an assist that, I mean, is my, is, am I thinking too old school on a slate like this where just rip out goals and just play the best lineups you can. And that's more likely than not going to, going to get it there. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're, I think you're on the money. I wouldn't play Ronaldo in cash. No. Um, you know, he's going to be popular. I mean, I have to expect that he's going to be popular in double ups. Right. But like everything you said, so there's a lot of options and then his floors, not what it once was. So like, even if he scores a goal, it's not going to kill you. But then there's, there's more upside with the other guys you mentioned, because if they score a goal, they scored 25. And it's not like these guys can't score a goal either. So, yeah, I don't know. I get that he's got the highest, you know, goal scoring odds and it's a good matchup and his price is good too. Um, but uh, it's, I don't love it for cash games. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not really a cash player, but it doesn't seem necessary to me. I also think that we're going to have to see what some of these starting 11s are. I know in your article you mentioned about, Trossard, but if we see gross in the lineup there, we may see starting 11s where we talk about these teams on this podcast. And if they line up a certain way where there's like three guys that could take set pieces, we have enough teams on the slate. Like we're not talking about a three game or a four game slate that in cash games, I'm more likely to focus on the players that are likely to have a near monopoly of set pieces than ones that have shares depending right. on how that line up. So like one of the teams I'm talking about for this would be Brighton. So you have Trossard, you have gross, you have March. If you see all three, I'm more, I'm less, I'm more inclined to not play any of them. But if I only see one, I'm very more inclined to play that one guy. And I think Aston Villa is another example of that. Do we see Buendia in the lineup? Do we see Bailey in the lineup? Like, like once we start seeing Bailey, Buendia, McGinn, Target, and they're all in, I kind of discount like the set piece share when when deciding who to play. But if I just like, oh, there's only like one or two of those guys in, 
then it kind of upgrades them. And then we have the guys that are like, we have the Connor Gallagher, James Ward Prowse, where we kind of, we know what we're getting. Bruno Fernandez, I guess a little bit. It depends on what they're going to do at fullback, whether or not Shaw's going to play or Tellis is going to play. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of those types of situations around the slate where, where the, the set piece duty situation is kind of fluid and you're going to have to basically an hour before lock before lock uh, kind of adjust to that. I mean, like Bowen's there for West Ham, but I mean, Ryan, you're never a big fan of Bowen. He typically splits set pieces and doesn't play all 90. So for 9,000, I think we have other options. Uh, And then we have uh, guys like, like Milos Rajishka at 7,400, Dwight McNeil, at 6,900, like are, you know, the good, the steady guys there, but they typically, you know, they're playing for teams that have less upside. So you're kind of just hoping for a lot of crosses. Uh, I think the, I think the forward slot is, is I'm not, I'm not comfortable with any forward pairing that in cash games, I vastly prefer the midfield and defender positions on the slate than the forward positions for cash games for GPPs, obviously, you have forwards that could score one or two goals. Like that's, that's no issue for me, but uh, would you be more inclined because we do have higher priced midfielders to pay up for to go cheap at forward or because we also have very cheap midfielders that we could play that you're more inclined to go up. It's kind of, I'm asking two, two different, like, like, cause we have like, you could play a lineup with cheaper forwards and then like just jam in like Ward Prowse, Gallagher and Fernandez. Like you, you could make that lineup or at least play two of those nine K level midfielder guys. Uh, but we do have like some like three and four K midfielders that I think are underpriced that probably should be five K $5,500 midfielders that maybe that's maybe you'd, why not play, you know, uh, a gross, uh, a, a gross Bowen lineup or, you know, something up towards a Bailey lineup you know, pay up over there and then go down in one of the the midfield spots for one of these three K, four K guys. Uh, my, my cash game mentality says lock in the, the guaranteed points with those nine K midfielders, but you know, it, it makes my forward slots kind of, kind of iffy when I do that. So in GPPs, I think it's, you're more likely to do pay up at forward and pay down at midfield. Because the, the the forward ceilings are going to be much higher, uh, but in cash games, I'm I, I still don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this going. I still really don't know what my construction type is going to be in cash games. Okay, um, yeah, that was a. I mean, that's a lot. I know a lot to take. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I mean, that was a great breakdown of everything. I mean, basically, exactly what I was thinking. So I had a, I had a really tough time. Uh, figuring out which forward to, you know, recommend in my article at the top. I put Trossard because like you said, you know, Gross hasn't been playing and I, I don't see March in expected lineups. If Trossard is the only one in there, then yeah, he looks like a great play. If if Gross is in there, I don't even consider Trossard. Uh, same with Villa. Like if you don't see Buendia, uh, Bailey's a great play. Um, as far as like construction, yeah, I think the the cheap forwards are weak and we're one or two of the expensive ones will probably be pretty good plays, at least on par with those midfielders. And we're probably going to have 
at least one cheap midfielder that's like a good cash play. So I'd probably I'd probably lean towards just playing one expensive midfielder. Um, but yeah, other than like which like which cheap midfielders were you thinking about? Okay, so you want to go to midfield? Okay, so the cheap. Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I just I, I'm like jumping around now because I'm thinking trying to think of everything you said. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't mind jumping around, but I mean, in the lower range of forward, when I'm talking about a cheap forward, I'm not talking about like all the way down. I'm like, what's about the like, lowest you can go? Uh, okay. We have McNeil at sixty nine hundred. I think. I mean, you could get away with Embuemo at sixty six hundred. I'm not a big fan of that. Edward at 6,200. I mean, truthfully, I I mean, if Ings starts at 6,400, I mean, we'll talk about cheap goals at forward. I think Ings has the best anytime goal scoring odds for his price at 6,400 for Villa, assuming that he plays is questionable. Uh, but we get down here. I mean, like, like there really aren't cheap forward. Do you really want to play Chris Wood at $4,900 in cash games? I don't. No. Uh, but the cheap midfielders, like if we go down... Obviously, the expensive. I at midfield, I almost prefer the really high and the really low guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Connor Gallagher, James Ward, Prowse, and Bruno Fernandez. Let's let's start with that before we get to the cheaper type. Okay. If you had to play one, like how would you how would you how would you rank these guys? You have Connor Gallagher away to Burnley for Palace. I think um... you have Ward Prowse. I think we should mention Jordan. Your guy Easy E is actually going to return this weekend, and like we don't if he know comes if he's going to start though. We don't know if he's, he's gonna not going to start, but like if he comes in the 60th minute, he could take all set pieces for like the final 30 minutes. I think you know that's something to think about at least. True. No, no, I know I agree with you. It's one of those situ- fluid situations of depending on the start and eleven. But l- let's say he's Easy E as a Breek G, he's A, whatever. But I like calling him Easy E. Uh, all these, all these three guys, you have to. We're plugging in for ninety minutes, right? These are ninety-minute guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Fernandez doesn't have a monopoly of set pieces. He doesn't have PKs. Ward Prowse has monopoly of set pieces and PKs. Gallagher has a monopoly of set pieces and no PKs. Uh, the tried and true me wants to like prioritize Ward Prowse first because, like. You can. I, when do you ever go wrong with playing ninety-minute James Ward-Prowse, the second biggest favorite on the slate, technically for Southampton? Uh, you know me. I'm not, I. I don't view Connor Gallagher as a ninety-two hundred-dollar player, but I have to based on his, like based on what he's been doing. He's. I mean, if he's James Ward-Prowse, just he plays for Crystal Palace. So like, like how do I? Actually, he's probably even more active in open play than James Ward-Prowse is. But then you have Bruno Fernandez, who essentially is the fulcrum of the Man United offense, and uh, you get tons of open play value as well as a split of set pieces for the biggest favorite. Like, how do I rank these people? If I want to play two of them, who do I play? I, I almost feel like it's easier to pick two than it is to pick one. Yeah, um, I think for cash, the first, it, number one is Ward Prowse. It just has to be because of. Monopoly of sets and PKs and the matchup against Norwich. Um, it's just it's just the safest. Um, like like Adam mentioned, Gallagher's set piece situation could be up in the air depending on who plays and who the subs are. 
And yeah, Bruno, I guess, you know, he's not as appealing anymore without penalties and without all the sets. Um, but he does have a lot of upside in that matchup. I So I, I'd lean Bruno over Gallagher. Like Bruno has a really high ceiling, obviously. But I mean, I, I, I guess I'd rank Gallagher three, even though I really like Gallagher. It's a good matchup against Burnley. And like you said, he definitely has more open play upside and he's going to score more goals from open play than Ward Prowse is. But I'd probably rank him Ward Prowse, Bruno, Gallagher. I just take a look at any time goal scoring odds just to put things into perspective. We've we've seen Bruno with very high goal scoring odds, but he is only plus two forty on this on this slate, and Ward Prowse is plus two seventy. So the difference between those two are not dramatic when you're thinking in terms of oh why don't I play the Man United play because then now we're starting to talk about a cash lineup that doesn't contain any players from the the biggest favorite on the slate, which is not like, they're not humongous favorites, but they're the biggest favorite on the slate. So like Connor Gallagher has plus 390 goal scoring odds. So, you know, I I could, to me that this makes the case that like, I don't think in terms of Ward Prowse, you know, being, Ward Prowse is not that prolific in open play, but I'm assuming his goal scoring odds are up because he does take penalty kicks for, for Southampton. And, you know, we've seen time and time again that you could easily get bailed out by one. And James Ward-Prowse most likely has 10 to 12 points on top of that. So, like, it seems like, yeah, I think I think I would agree with you. I think I would, I if I had to choose one, it would be Ward-Prowse for for safety, for, for a floor, for a cash game. And I think, weirdly enough, I think the better GPP play is Connor Gallagher. So I think Bruno Fernandez is going to be the is going to be the I think Bruno Fernandez is going to be higher owned than both Ward Prowse and Gallagher. Yeah. In GPP. Um, I was I was also surprised to see Bruno's goal scoring odds. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. Gallagher seems you know better GPP play maybe because he'll be less popular uh, and maybe has more upside. At least he he's shown that than Ward Prowse. But yeah, uh, Ward Prowse for cash. Um, the cash lineup seems so easy to me, by the way. I mean, assuming, assuming there's a lot of options though, Ryan, it's not, to me, it's not easy. I think there's, there's, there's a lot of cash lineups that look fine. That look good. Yeah. Okay. Not easy, but like, there's one that just jumps way out. I, I think, I don't know. So what's that one? <clears throat> don't bury the lead. Okay, sure. Well, it depends on if Ryan Frazier starts hmm. um, because he, he would be in it. Okay, um, I, I wanted to talk. Let's talk about that Newcastle situation since okay. we're going to be talking about some cheap midfielders. Uh, Eddie Howe is there now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what What are your thoughts on the effect of him? He said in his press conference today that he wants to build around John Joe Shelby, which seems <laughs> insane to me. Uh, but whatever. Uh, John Joe is 3,200. Frazier is 4,100, and obviously Frazier used to play for Bournemouth and Eddie Howe for a long time. Uh, Matt Ritchie's still there at 5,900 in a defender spot, but they're most likely going to be going to a back four. I think Ritchie's price, 5,900, is fair for because he's still attacking. He's an attacking fullback. He'll be he'll, he'll only have a set piece, you know, share with Shelby on the field. Uh but he's going to have more defensive duties playing with the four-man back line. Uh, how do you, how do you think? I mean, do you, I, I, we're not talking necessarily about defenders now, but on specifically Richie. 
Typically at 5,900, we just play Richie like every slate and just like, you know, but that was with without John Joe on the field uh, and with him playing, you know, as a wing back. Do you think, and we have defenders to play on this. We, we have plenty of defenders that we could play. Do you think Matt Ritchie is uh, like you have to lock him into a cash line? Yeah, no, I don't think you do anymore. Just, yeah, because of everything you said, um, in a back four, it's hard to like him as much as when he when he plays on the wing. Um, he relies on set pieces, and I don't know, Frazier, Frazier could take some. Shelby did take some uh, last time. Yeah, and it, there's there's other defenders, so I don't think he's a lock. Um, New, Newcastle, like an Eddie Howe, yeah, that's interesting about Shelby. Like if if Frazier's not in, um, I don't know. Maybe Shelby, maybe Shelby will become a slightly better DFS player um, under under Eddie Howe. Like we, you know, we used to roster Shelby a little bit. I remember you you talking about him a few times. I mean, at least he used to have a little bit more open play value. He's just been sitting so so deep now. He had been under Steve Bruce, but. Um, yeah, Eddie Howe and and Frazier. I mean, you gotta like it. I don't know. I'm not like thinking too much of about about it, other than it, it's an upgrade. Definitely, um, they were together at Bournemouth. So like for for forty for forty one hundred, I just play Ryan Frazier. I mean, he doesn't even need set pieces at that price. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of a no brainer for cash. No, wouldn't you agree? Uh, not not necessarily because we have depending on the lineups. I put a, a similar player to Ryan Frazier in that range is uh, El Niasi because they've priced him down now and he's now forty six hundred. Now we're talking about like Frazier. I'm not expecting him to play ninety minutes, right? Seventy five, something like that. Same for El Niasi. I'm not expecting El Niasi to play ninety minutes, but Southampton against Norwich. Second biggest favorite. I mean, he's the same type of play. If you're going to tell me that Frazier has no set pieces, well, Aniasi has no set pieces, and they're both basically attacking wingers that like crossing the ball. So what makes Frazier, other than the 500 difference in price, any different from someone like Elniasi? Because he obviously he's someone different than a Moutinho, right? Right. Right, like a central midfielder that has some set piece responsibility, but really doesn't do anything else other than that. We're talking about guys with open play value. So, like for the five hundred dollar difference, like what? Why? Why? Why is El Niasi not in that in that conversation? Yeah, no, okay, he'd be in that conversation if Frazier has no sets, which is like I don't know, maybe. Has he ever had no sets? I don't like he probably for sure has some sets, I would think. But not necessarily that with Richie there and Shelby there. Who's yeah. That? Okay, maybe if Shelby, I guess Shelby could take some over him. Okay, sure though. No oh, sets. Let, let yeah, me make your point. You. Let me Ryan, let me make your point for you. Cause I I sorry, your the, point just is the finish of my point was just was um Newcastle home against Brentford. That's like a pretty good spot for Newcastle. If it was like a questionable spot, then yeah, I'd you know I'd be more iffy about Frazier. But what were you gonna say? I think I think the better point is is that we're questioning whether or not Frazier will have set pieces. Under a new manager, it's possible there is some in the range of outcomes that Frazier starts and literally has a monopoly of set pieces. Right. Like that, that's within the range of outcomes. Within the range of outcomes, Frazier comes in. 
and has a share of set pieces with Shelby and Richie has none. There's a shit. There's some that Frazier comes in, has a share of set pieces and Shelby has none. Right. There's a thing where Frazier comes in and has none of them, but he's priced for having like, just to have literally having no set. Like I would play. If you told me Frazier had no, had no shot at set pieces, he's still a play at 5,100 for his open mm-hmm. play value. Mm-hmm. So like the upside of Frazier walking into set pieces is much bigger than El Niasi, who's not, that, that, that's not, we know, Southampton. As long as right. Ward Prowse is on the field for 90 minutes, like no one is going to be over any other dead ball, uh, but besides him, essentially. So like, if you had to choose between the two, Ryan Frazier on this slate could end up being a $6,500 player if everything goes his way. El right. Niasi feel- is never going to be that. It feels like... um a little bit like when we when we had Ward Prowse out and we had to factor in the Redmond potential upside, and then he goes off for twenty six. I mean, you don't know, but if it happens, you're going to want to have it, right? And and he's and he's fairly priced. I mean, and he's it's not like Frazier's fifty five hundred, and we have to think, well, if he's not on set pieces, he may be a little overpriced. It's like no, he's I'd play forty one forty one. Just say I, I view the same thing for Shelby. If you want to play Shelby at thirty two hundred. There's only upside from there. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? You get a defensive midfielder that scores four points. Well, he's priced for 3,200. He's priced as a defensive midfield. So what's the worst case scenario? You just get his expectation. His best case scenario is that he's a $6,000 player because he's on all set pieces. Right. Yeah, I think a lot, even, I was going to say a lot of this is based off of, you know, just Eddie Howe and, you know, I, I have Newcastle at the four three three. I put Frazier in as a left winger, but even just looking at last season stats when Frazier, he didn't really play, but he actually averaged 10 crosses per 90 minutes when he actually played last season. So even if you don't even care too much about uh, what Eddie Howe's going to do, I mean, even though you, you probably should, but uh, just even if Frazier starts at 4,100, you got to think he's he's going to be popular just because of you know the price and if he is in that winger role uh, in a four three three, I think there you know people will just look at him no matter what kind of thing. How about in the mid range, Ryan? What what the the boring guys like Ashley Westwood five thousand? Like to me, I mean to me, I I what's wrong? I view him as a cash play, but not a GPP play. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem like. Like we see these cheap that this is where it leans me more towards paying up at forward because why can't I plug in Westwood or Frazier and then I could pay pay up kind of for three like five K level defenders or even like Jensen if he's in at fifty five hundred like in this range even Trincow at fifty two hundred is of the similar vein of those Frazier uh, Elinasi types like the 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 winger that's going to play that seventy five minutes that has open play value but nothing no nothing on set pieces, uh, but there's like exactly. no in between like what like you have those guys but wouldn't you, wouldn't I much rather play a bunch of those guys or a bunch of like the nine k guys than play like like do you think a guy like Emmy Buendia at seventy three hundred goes like vastly overlooked for GPPs or do you think is is it not worth to play Wendy, especially if like Bailey's in also. 
I almost feel like I'd rather play Bailey because at least he fills a forward spot. Right. Yeah. So I probably, I wouldn't even consider Wendy a probably, but I guess because of that, yeah, he'll go, he'll go way overlooked. But I mean, like you said, the, I want exposure to those nine K midfielders and there's plenty of value midfielders. I mean, pick whichever one you want. You can play two of them if you want, or you can play three defenders. They're all pretty good priced in the, in the five K range. Um, so like that construction, it just, it seems, it seems sort of obvious to me. I mean, yeah. Plug in a another, cheap, another goalie. cheap midfielder, Ryan, we didn't mention same price as Shelby. I think he's much better for GPPs than for cash, but I, I wouldn't say you couldn't roster him in cash. Uh, Thomas Suchek is 3,200. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that, you know, has his sneaky open play value. But when they're when West Ham is attacking, uh, which Wolves probably will let them do a little bit more, uh, he does show up in the box a lot. He shows up at the top of the box and he, he takes shots. He's, he's involved in the attack on set pieces. Uh, I mean, his floor is kind of scary low. Uh, his floor is scary. I mean, his low, low. I mean, he has <laughs> yeah, a lot of he has a lot of games bit. where you know he's two or three points, a yellow card, something like that. But from an upside for thirty two hundred, I mean, we see like even in the past, if we go through his past ten games, we have the ten game log. We have this Liverpool game that horrible, but I mean, it's Liverpool, so give him credit. Three shots, two shots, zero, one, one, two, 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 three. Right? Shots assisted, zero, zero, two, one, two, and a bunch of zero. Like, he's active from the center of the park. Uh, gets tackles, one. Obviously commits a lot of fouls. Uh, but for 3,200, I mean, I almost, it's weird for me to say, I, I prefer Suchek and GPP over than some of the cheaper forwards. Honestly. Uh, yeah, me too. And I actually, I might even prefer him over Shelby. I mean, you talk about low floor. Shelby's floor is low too. Even if he split sets, his floor is low. I mean, he doesn't do much else. He he likes to pick up yellow cards. And I mean, Suchek does other things. So for me, like, I wouldn't even consider them to have a difference in floor. Yeah, I like Shelby's upside. Everything you mentioned averages multiple shots a game. Very cheap. Absolutely. I think uh, Christian Norgard's in that position too. Jordan mentioned him a couple weeks ago. Uh, he had a couple shots on target that last match, but I think he had six fouls committed, so that kind of ruined his floor, but he still had a floor of seven. But I saw, uh, just look at the stats here. So he has 13 shots the last four matches. That's only behind Salah and Cancelo. Uh, so, like, if you want cheap upside, 4,400. Um I still don't trust Eddie Howe's defense. So, I mean, he's a little more expensive than the guys you were talking about at 3,000, but. No, yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with the cheap midfielder against Newcastle. I mean, I can't believe how many shots uh, he's been taking. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you think Newcastle opens up and, and, and becomes, you know, because we know Eddie Howe, he, he doesn't care how, how, how strong his team is. It's like, we're going to play, we're going to play open, open football. And if the game ends four to three and we lose, that's so be it. So should we expect more of these Newcastle games to be much more open? Should we be considering more guys like, let's talk about GPP, more guys like St. Maximin and Callum Wolf, like their frontline players a little bit more. Do you think that, do you think it's going to be more open? Do you think it eventually gets there? Do you think obviously it uses the tra- January transfer window to bring in some players? Obviously the team has money now. So you have to think that come February, this team is going to look much different than it did, uh, than it does currently. But do you think Eddie Howe implements more of more of that that old Burnmouth system of like we got two guys back, uh, the two crappy defensive midfielders back, just to kind of protect our back line, and the rest of the guys just kind of like like feel free to cross the ball twenty four times and and just run into the box, and if we give up three goals, it just that's just the that's just that's just what happens. Yeah, I mean, I I do I do think that uh, we should probably be considering the Brentford guys too. Then for for GPPs, Tony and Waymo, who, who who I mean, whoever really. Um, yeah, I mean, we remember those games for Bournemouth. I mean, Eddie Howe was notorious for teams giving up three, four goals. Um, yeah, trying to outscore people. I don't know. I assume he was brought there also to play like a more attractive brand of football than Steve Bruce with the money they have in they have coming in and. Just everything. Yeah, it's a good point. We should probably start to think of Newcastle in a different way, like immediately, because uh, they're probably going to be a vastly different team. I think uh, just for this slate, I think that's a good point, uh, just in terms of uh, Steven Gerrard and Dean Smith going to their teams. I think those guys are going to be focused a little more on defense and, you know, they want to get some points with their new team. And I don't think. Eddie Howe really cares at this point. Like you guys are saying, like they're going to get new guys in January. So how is just like, okay, let's see what these guys can do. Let's go off. And as with Gerard and Smith, it's a little different. I think the, the funny thing with uh, Dean Smith, so his last game with Aston Villa came against Southampton, uh, who Norwich are playing. So I don't know if that helps Dean Smith because he's going to have what – I guess he was, he took a week long break, but he prepped for Southampton with Villa for a week. And now he's going to have another week here with, with Norwich. I don't know what that means. Just something to think about, but I guess in that match, you know, we saw uh, what Ward Pross had like 10 corners against Villa. So maybe that can happen again too. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure what to make of Norwich and specifically like Rashika because you know, he looks like a decent cash play, maybe even like the cheapest, the cheapest forward. I mean, he was the cheapest forward I was looking at, basically. But um, 
yeah, the, these new managers, there's uncertainty as to how they're going to play. And even who's going to take set pieces, that can change. Um, at least there's a possibility. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like I, I moved I moved uh, Billy Gilmore into their starting 11 just because he got benched for some reason. And I think there's a chance uh, Todd Cantwell comes back into, into consideration because I think he had some kind of bust up with uh, Daniel Farka, their, their former manager. And I think he's going to be an option too. Like he's a guy that um, I don't know, maybe their second or third best player two seasons ago behind Pookie, him and I guess it's Bundia, but also, but like he's a guy, if he's in the starting 11, maybe he's, you know, some kind of GPP option to consider. Uh, obviously, that's a, a six game slate. It's a little different when you're going with a guy that can't well, but there's a lot of things to think about with these new managers, just with, set piece takers, position changes, formation, new players in starting 11. And right right now we're, you know, we're flying blind and, you know, we're just guessing at what's going to happen with Newcastle and Norwich. So. Yeah. We'll probably spots that like I tend to avoid the, um, mm -hmm. and like uh, Villa, Villa too. Um, I think, you know, Bailey would look good without Buendia, but yeah, other than that, don't have much interest in, you know, trying to predict how they're going to play under Gerard. What are we doing at defender? Cause I think there's a lot of defenders that you could consider. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, I know yeah. you like eight Nuri because he's taking some set pieces for wolves. I mean, I, I list, I list my, my as far as cash game defenders as kind of like whoever starts at, at left back for man United. Shaw or Tellis, Richie, still fine at 5,900. Kanosh at 5,400. I would prefer him if Jensen was not in. Uh, Eight Nuri. And I, depending on how, uh, how Brighton lines up, Tariq Lamptey playing as a wingback at 4,100. Uh, he may get subbed, though. I mean, understand that if he's playing as a wingback, it's more likely that he's going to get subbed for you know, someone. Uh, but he, to me, he's the cheapest I go, like, at 4,100. I don't think you have to go. I, there are the, the cheap defenders, I think there are midfielders. that I Like, I'd rather play Suchek over. Like, it's almost, this is a slate where I almost rather have another midfield spot than a defender spot. But I could also play some of these, like, I prefer some of these 5K defenders more than some of the midfielders. Like, it's like, do you play, do you play Aitnery or do you play Westwood? And truthfully, I play Westwood personally. But like, if I had to fill the defender spot, then I play Aitnery. Do I play Richie at 5,900? I mean, he can. I'm not a huge fan of Shaw without a monopoly of set pieces. I mean, Tellis is fine. To me, there's more upside in Tellis if he starts. Then Shaw, because, I mean, Tellis could just walk in and take all the – I mean, just walk in and just – Bruno doesn't take any of them, right? Because we've yeah. seen that Shaw just isn't going to take them all anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, what what are your thoughts as far as, like, the, is there anyone else from no, a cash game perspective? I mean, there's – you can play the Southampton guys. You can play the Aston Villa guys. I think they're all fairly priced. They're yeah. viable. But they don't stand out as, like – well, if that's the last guy in, sure, play him. But other than that, I'm not looking. Yeah, yeah. 
probably yeah probably no need for those guys with all the other all these other defenders with set pieces um it's kind of weird but i think i ranked them like opposite of price um so tyreek lamptey i was going back and forth on but if you're gonna give me 80 minutes of lamptey on the right wing i think i'm gonna take that for 40 for 4100 um I really like eight Nori still for 4,900. I don't see why Matt Ritchie's any better than eight Nori. I mean, the matchup is better, but other than that, he has less open play value. So give me eight Nori. Shaw. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to be a big Luke Shaw guy, but not, I don't know. It's, it's, it hasn't looked great. I mean, six straight games now without scoring double digits. Um, he's just like not doing too much in open play. I don't know if that has to do with like playing different when Ronaldo's in there. Maybe not. I mean, there's been some tough matchups too, but like, yeah, I don't think you need to go there. I agree. I'd rather play Telus. I think he has like more, more fantasy upside. Um, and then Canos, I guess I skipped. Yeah, I prefer Canos too. I think over those expensive guys, just much better in open play playing on the wing and a pretty good matchup against Newcastle. Um, so Lamptey, yeah. Lamptey or Frazier, same price. The utility spot. Yeah, I think I'd have to go Frazier. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's just worth, I think Frazier's potential upside is worth the gamble. Uh, his range of outcomes is wide, definitely, like you said. Um, but yeah, I think I'd rank them. I, I like the cheaper guys are the the cheaper of the expensive guys better, I think. And and just to be clear, like Lamptey is not a punt. I think Lamptey is un, Lamptey is a forty one hundred dollar defender that should be a fifty three hundred dollar defender. I don't right. think this is the, this is the slate where you're punting. Like you're just like I'm going to take the cheapest fullback, and if it's Adam Messina against Man United, that's what it right. like. Like like Joel Ward, right? We have Joel Ward at 3,300. Like don't play like, Joel Ward. Yeah, like, no, good, that's a very don't good. let friends play him. Like that's a very good point. Like I'm not punting defender, so like defender is like a good position. I don't want to punt defender. Like Lamptey, you're playing because he's a good play for 4,100. There's definitely risk risk there. But yeah, that's a good point. I think Lamptey at his peak last season probably hit, I don't know, maybe at least 5,000, maybe 5,500. Like when, so he was out for what, nine months with a hamstring injury. So that's why he's, you know, he's had these matches of getting back and he just hit 75. So if there's a time to go 90, it might be, it could be this game even. So yeah. And he's just, he's like, he's a really, fantasy friendly guy or player he he does everything uh he's very involved in the attack so you guys don't want to punt on a defender but i have a guy here that uh oh no no is shane duffy on the slate <laughs> what's going on <laughs> no i'm off of shane duffy so he's gonna score, Craig... when you're off of if you're off of him that means i gotta play him right because he's gonna score when you're off eh, that could be the case okay so who's the who's the guy that's gonna score two points that is gonna be uh uh, double the ownership that he should because of this podcast. Two points. <laughs> I don't know. That, what, what, let's 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 hear the name. Let's go. All right. So thirty six hundred. He's a center back. Craig Dawson. He's going to be starting because Agbana is out. He tore his ACL. So Craig Dawson. He's averaging two point six seven shots per. Or sorry, that's it. That's in uh, Europa League. But he's averaging one point eight four shots per ninety minutes in league play. He has at least two shots in each of his last four appearances. 
Wolves, I don't know. You'll get a he'll get some set pieces. He'll, he's active in the box. You know, he's just got the shots. No one's gonna use him on sub five percent. You guys said you're not punting. So here's your center back punt right here, thirty six hundred. That's not that much of a punt, thirty six hundred. Right. Dude, if, if, you, why don't you just play Suchek? Why don't you just play Shelby? I mean, you have midfield. Well, I'd rather. Well, I'd rather want the clean sheet and the goal here. Like, come on, he's gonna take four shots at least. Suchek. Dawson? Yeah, you you ever seen this guy play? Okay, twenty six hundred. I'd play. Uh, I'd play him. 3600 3, okay what, what i will say is though everything you said is like is true he's he's elite at attacking corner kicks and set pieces i knew uh, ryan would would have my back here i i don't know i don't know if i have your back i'm i'm definitely not gonna play him um, <laughs> but but he's very good at attacking set pieces i mean very good so right, for GPPs, that, like i'm willing to take a shot on a on a 2k guy but even then, this to me, this isn't the slate where you try to find center back goals. Yeah, there's you're a lot of have, So if you're if you have a lineup with Cresswell and Bowen, you're not going to put uh, Dawson in just to get that that goal off a corner. No, I'm going to pay up for a second defender so I get a 12 points there without having to score a goal and then finding a cheap midfielder. I get, I get what I get what you're saying. Like if this was a two game or a three game slate, I'd be much more inclined to say, hey, why not take a shot? 3600, whatever. Six game slate, like like Ryan said, the opportunity cost is just just way too high for me to. And I'm and hey, I'm the type of person that goes after center back goals in large field GPPs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I pairing goalkeeper, you know, having the defensive stack with the set piece taker. Like I I I, I like that construction. I just don't think this is the slate where that construction has the best upside. I think it's more likely that. You'd rather lock in double-digit points from from your defenders without a goal or an assist, and then just find the goals in the other in the midfield and the forward slots. Yep, I agree. I, I'm a guy. I, I like playing uh, center backs too in GPPs, but yeah, like you said, they make sense on two game slates and three game slates. Um, yeah, you're today. just you're giving you're giving up a lot uh, on a six game slate. Um, but I do like that construction. Yeah, just one thing, just now that since you brought up Jared Bowen and Jordan said that um, I, I'm not a Bowen guy. And and he's right. For a long time, I wasn't. But just for the record, I'm a Bowen guy again. I've been playing him on. I've been playing him on all of the West Ham have been on like every Sunday slate. And I've just played him on everyone like he like he's like in the conversation. I guess we should just like I should I should have said at least with Trossard like he at least goes. 84, 89, 89, 89, 90, 86, 89. So like 83. So yeah, he might get sub, but he's giving you 85 minutes. Um, and he and he has upside. So just for the record, I'm back on uh team Bowen. Uh so speaking of uh West Ham here, in case anyone's looking at Cresswell, I'm just now noticing that he did not take a set piece last match. Bowen took two and Fornals took two. So if you're thinking about Crestful, that's something to consider. No, absolutely. Yeah, that makes me – I mean, yeah, it's just one game, and, like, you know, of course he probably will take some corners, and but, but yeah, he might not. So, like, that will that has me, like, not considering him. Uh, GPP-wise, at the forward position, to, to close out the show, we, we always talk about finding cheap goals. So, 
from a goal scoring odds versus price perspective, we have Ings at 6,400 plus 145. Pookie, 5,700 plus 170. Chris Wood, 4,900 uh, plus 160. Uh, got Che Adams there, Edward, I guess, plus 190. Uh, I think the best GPP play on the slate could possibly be Mason Greenwood. I've, I've said him before, plus 140. Uh, 7,500 midfield forward eligible, so you could play him at both spots if you want. With The reason why I view him as a better play than Jimenez and Tony, so Jimenez is 7,200, Tony is 7,500. Similar goal scoring odds. I just think that Ronaldo and Bruno are going to be owned significantly higher than anyone else in this range, that the direct negative correlation to that would be a, an unassisted Greenwood goal or a Greenwood, Ellis Greenwood goal or something like that, that, you know, where Man United win one or two nothing and Ronaldo and Bruno are kept off the score sheet. Well, who's scoring that goal? It'd be Greenwood. I think, like, yeah, Jimenez could score a hat trick and uh, Tony could score a brace. I mean... Those things could happen too, but considering the ownership of Ronaldo and Bruno, like I think there'll be less line. I think there'll be more Bruno Ronaldo lineups than people that are like, well, I'm going to take one of them and change them to Greenwood. I think Greenwood just ends up being like 10% owned while the other two are like 35% owned on a six game slate. And I'm trying to find, it's like, if I'm not going to play Ronaldo and I'm not going to play, uh, Bruno, who am I going to play for Man United? Does that mean I play play Watford keeper and play the other side? No, that I still think Man United win. So let me find the goal that isn't those guys. And if anyone, it's, I mean, who else would it be? Rashford? But Rashford's also 8,500. So he's a thousand more expensive. And his goal scoring odds are plus 175 versus Greenwood at plus 140. But, I mean, you could put Rashford in that spot also. Like, I think Greenwood and Rashford go significantly lower owned. And truthfully, based on these guys' floors, why should Greenwood and Rashford be any less owned than Ronaldo other than the fact that they maybe maybe they don't play 90? Man, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Everything you said, spot on. I agree. I was kicking myself for leaving Greenwood out of the article. He's one of my favorite uh GPP plays as well for every reason you said. Yeah, Rashford probably would go even lower owned uh, than Greenwood. But yeah, and I agree too, like considering their floor, like why should the ownership be that different? It really shouldn't. I mean, well, it's goal scoring odds. I mean, Ronaldo has more of a chance of scoring a goal, but not right. The chances of him scoring a goal, like minus 145 is what, like 59% or so. Rashford plus, like, like Greenwood's plus 140. So that's we're talking about what the forty-two percent or something. Right, I mean it's right here. Right, it's on the it's on the odd sheet. I'm trying to I'm doing the the, the math in my head. Uh, the difference, the percentage difference in, the, in the scoring one goal doesn't make up for the fact that the ownership is probably going to be three x. Right, when it really should be like Ronaldo should be twenty-seven percent owned and Greenwood should be eighteen percent owned. It's yeah. going to be like thirty-five to ten. And if you're just going by just a single goal, like. To me, that's like like auto profit. Like you're automatically gaining expected value there. But of course, just realize if Ronaldo comes comes out and scores a brace, you're dead.
I mean, it's just like if he comes out and scores a hat trick, you're dead. I mean, like it's just like the highest owned player scores a hat trick and you just close your laptop and you say on to next slate. Yep, that's exactly it. I found out why uh, Bruno's goal scoring odds were so low. Uh, he has one shot on goal in his last nine starts. So really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. What has that's he been crazy. doing? That's crazy. <laughs> But he, he, get, he gets chances around. created, though. I mean, so he's not shooting a lot. He's just passing to the guy. Yeah, his numbers aren't bad. Like, he's getting, yeah, like you said, chances created. But I'd assume he must be shots. playing much deeper. Like, I guess with Ronaldo in and Rashford and Greenwood, he must be just playing deeper than he's been. I don't know. But that that's a crazy stat. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, forward, I don't know. It just seems, uh, like we said right at the beginning of the show, it's just like these matches – so just looking at this cheat sheet here, so there's there's 12 teams. Eight of the 12 teams have a win percentage between 30 and 40%. Like that's – you could really go – like this is a true, you know, go wherever you want to go for GPPs. Like stick with – if you think a game's going to go higher scoring, stick with that game and go with it. I mean, otherwise any of these games really could go off. So It's, yeah, also, so a goal, every- it's also a goalie roulette slate. I don't feel like you oh, yeah. need to pay up for De Gea. I mean, like, like, dude, with all these clean sheet odds, and I mean, like, dude, like, we have twelve oh. goalies to choose from. I play whatever. I mean, to me, I think I'm more likely to play like a Cruel or a Saw. You know, they're the cheapest home goalkeepers. That isn't Watford, right? Because they have yeah. the lowest odds. But I mean, even if you played, if you played Foster, who cares? I mean, like, this seems like the type of slate that. There's going to be out of 12 goalkeepers, there's going to be three goalkeepers that have like 15 plus points to tell you which three goalkeepers there are. You might as well just get a lottery ticket out of a Ouija board or something. No, we're not going to know what that's going to be. Yeah. So, w- w- yeah, one of the keepers between 4,100 and 4,500 is going to have a good game. So, just alternate those guys. I mean, it's so not Foster. Okay. Well, you, Foster, of course, could. Um, yeah, sure. Fought, Probably. Fought, so in GPPs, just, yeah, if you're fading Manchester United, like Foster's your guy, correct? Right. But I would like, I also wouldn't want to, you know, ruin my best, my best lineup because I forced Foster in on a, on a United fade. I, I mean, I don't in that situation, you're already ruined in the case that, you know, Ronaldo has Jordan saying gets a hat trick. So yeah, you're but, but you're not anyway. playing for Well, what happens if Foster gives up two goals? One to Ronaldo and one to a substitute. Ronaldo's sitting there with 14 points. You're not going to need him to win a GPP, but Foster's yeah. still sitting there with minus two. So, like, well, like in that's that what situation, I mean. Like, they, don't have to force, they don't have to – on a three-game – if it was, like, a three, two, or three-game slate, I'd agree with you because then, like, these Man United guys would be so much higher owned that it's like – like, there's only so many goalkeepers to choose from. So you want none of them to score and Foster to have an 18-point game. I was going to say in that situation – uh, Foster would have eight saves, though. That's the part you're leaving out. Yeah, that we can't predict that. Sure. Yeah, I it, just it, did. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, 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 I tend to fade uh, Foster in this spot when there's so much else to choose from. Even if I don't have United, um, I, yeah, I get all, all the points you made, but I don't want you know Ronaldo can score a goal, and you you won't even need him on your winning lineup you know rostering Ronaldo too or rostering Bruno or whoever it's it takes away a spot from rostering another forward who might have a brace 
And there's plenty of opportunities for that. So like you're not dead if any of those uh, United guys score. And yeah, so every game, like just to, to finish off what you were saying, every game besides the United game has a total under 2.5. So at least as far as, uh, yeah, like choosing goalies at least, I mean, I'll just go with those low total games because one of the guys is going to get a clean sheet most likely. I don't know. Yeah, personally, Adam's going to have Fabianski. <laughs> Because you could oh, pair yeah. him with Craig Dawson. That's the with winning Dawson. Goal. Yeah. yeah Daw- Dawson, Fabianski, there you go. Step one. Um, I was personally, I was looking at Cruel, uh, like Jordan said, first, because, you know, Dean Smith's uh, just pr- preparation there against Southampton. But uh, the other guy, so Brighton, they're not going to have Sanchez. He's suspended. Um, I originally considered that, but then, so they're going to start Jason Steele. Like if you're, if you're someone who wants to start a backup goalkeeper, I feel like the majority of times that tends to go bad just because, you know, these guys haven't been communicating with, with their back line all season. So that's something I'd worry about in case you're looking to back uh, Brighton against Steven Gerrard in his first match, but. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I'm playing. I'm. I'll go. I'll take all the homekeepers over the backup for Brighton um, away to Steven Gerrard's first match. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that just seems like a, a rough situation there. It, it could be, you know, it could be one of those GPP situations where you know you're looking at Ali Watkins, Danny Ings if he starts, and whoever else is in there. But I think that's all we got here. Uh, you guys have anything else? No, I don't think so. Heck yeah. All right. So that's Saturday's slate. We will be back next week uh, post-Thanksgiving. I assume we are all going to be about five five pounds heavier, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll have a competition with that. But if you have any questions for us, you can find us on Twitter. Jordan is at BlenderHD. Ryan is at Ryan Balaji. And I am at Rotozdroik. You can find us in the Rotowire Discord. That is rotowire.com slash chat. Uh, to sign up for that, you have to have a RotoWire subscription. And to do that, you can get a free trial, 10-day free trial, no credit card required, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. And wherever you're listening, make sure to like, subscribe, do it all. And good luck to everyone. Good luck to Craig Dawson. Good luck to Shane Duffy. <laughs> good luck to us all. Thank you, Ryan and Jordan, for the show. And we'll see everyone next week. Thanks, guys.